Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Above the Bar podcast, where each week we belly up to the bar with a new guest, find out what they do, who they are, and what makes them great. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Alrighty, folks, welcome back to the Above the Bar podcast. It's your host, Sean. And guess what? It is double the Sean, double the fun. And both of us know how to spell our name as Shawan and not seen. And the crazier part is I can't play music. He can play music. We're like the yin and the yang today. I have like, I don't have a hat on. He has a hat on. I have a beard. He doesn't have a beard. This is an entire thing. The universe could end at any moment. So joining us, well, he's, he's, well, he's not there now. I'm not going to say where he's at, but he is on the left coast. And we'll, we'll, we'll we salvage him for that, but he is in one of the two states that I haven't been to. So joining us from the Oregon, we'll say Oregon area. We'll say yeah, Oregon yeah. area. That should be good. <laughs> joining us from the Oregon area, singer, songwriter, Sean Brown. Hello, hello, hello. What's up, brother? Dude, dude. Happy to be here. Now that you said, like, I just realized you mentioned the whole Seattle thing. Yeah. You did the Seattle beanie. Oh, like, you yeah. do the Seattle beanie thing. Yeah, yeah. Fully, like, fully. Like, do you have, like, a full head of hair underneath there, though? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah see, that's that's so the Seattle beanie thing. Like, you yeah. wear the beanie everywhere you go, but you still have the full head of hair. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Well, it's legitimately cold where I'm at, so I'm at the very least it's like a... You know, come come coming by it honestly today. Gotcha. Yeah, we were we were we had a little bit of snow here where I'm at yesterday in the oh, yeah. uh, up in the Albany region, but we'll get into all that and, and your weather forecast here at, at any moment. What's up, Chad? Already joining us, uh, folks. Go follow Chad. He talks comic books. I talk comic books. He's amazing. Chad, check out my background. I finally put these things up. Look at what that is. Uh, that is first appearance of Ultron. Death of Electra, and just an amazing Walking Dead cover. Oh, Cody's already joining us. Hi, friends. Big hugs and grateful hearts that you're in my life. Cody, you are amazing. We'll talk about uh, getting the uh, elephants to hook up. You can put that on there again. It's a whole thing, Sean. Like okay, eight, eight year drought for elephants that need to hook up in the Serengeti somewhere. Noted, noted. But before we get too far, folks, and we get we get lost. Uh, Chad, I've said that a hundred times. We should do this. Uh, I should tell you, remind me, I'll tell you about all the CGC books that I just got back and I got three more coming. Uh, but before we get too far into all these things, as always over my right shoulder, we got the big board for sticker and a cause. Maybe you're a musician. You've got a band. You've got a podcast. You're like Cody. You've got a podcast. You've got your joy retreats. You're doing all these different things that you've got going on. Or you're like Chad podcasting and and on Facebook, but you got a sticker and you want people to know about it. Will you reach out to me on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch? Uh, it's not Twitter anymore. X, formerly Twitter, uh, in, Instagram, TikTok, even our emails, the Above the Bar podcast. Reach out. Let me know what you got going on. I'll give you the address. You send me the sticker. Do you have any stickers, Sean? I mean, there, there's some stickers around. I, I can, I can right, grab some sticker. Sure. And then we, we throw that sticker up on the on the big board. That way everybody can know what you've got going on. It doesn't cost you anything other than a, a stamp and a moment of your time to send me an email. So, again, folks, that's sticker and a cause. And I've never mentioned this, but eventually I'd like to get this thing so full that once it's completely full, maybe we'll auction it off for charity or something like that. Maybe we'll, we'll have to think about that. Also, folks, look. Now, now, Chad, we were kind of, or Chad, God, Sean, we were talking about this a little bit earlier. You're, you're out there. It's a little cold where you're at. Do you have drafty windows? I mean, they're, they're, they, they, they could, they could use some love. They could use a little TLC. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, yeah. look, I actually know the folks who own budget blinds of the Oregon coast, and this is a definite one for you. Aunt Crazy Aunt Rose joining us. This is a good one for uh, Clay there, Aunt Rose. We're talking music. We have the folks out there, Budget Blinds of East Greenbush and Budget Blinds of Hudson and Cooksaki, New York. They're getting ready to start their next big sale for the month of December. It's going to be 30% off of all motorization. And if you're looking for something that's pretty impressive is when you can sit there during the holidays or post-holidays and you know you got that hangover, it's, it's, it's all hitting you and you can hit that button and just close that window 
You don't even have to get up for it and it just closes for you. And I asked about Sean and insulation. They carry honeycomb shades. One of the big things people don't know is as of this year, there's two different manufacturers and they carry both of them. Hunter Douglas and Custom Brands Group that they actually can get you up to $1,200 in energy efficiency credit on your taxes just by buying shades. Think about that, folks. You get the beautiful, little beautification. I don't know if that's right. You get to beautify, maybe. I don't know. You get to make your house look a little bit better. Add a little style to your home. Add a little value to your home and get to motorize things. That's budget blinds of East Greenbush, budget blinds of Hudson and Cooksaki, New York. Tell them you're there to belly up the bar and they're going to take good care of you. All right. Real quick here, Sean. So Cody says, ha ha. Thank you, Sean Murphy. Here's the link to supporting a specific special group of elephants that I will be meeting in person and checking on in April of 2024. Nice. Speaks. We plant joy. It's like these elephants that like got separated like eight years ago and they haven't had any loving since then, which I don't, I don't know what elephants do when they don't get any loving. Yeah, what's that about? I don't know. Have you ever? Like, it doesn't sound good. Whatever, whatever it is, it doesn't sound. Good. Sidebar: Have you ever seen a male elephant at the zoo? Uh, that's a really good question. I don't know if I if I ever tracked one time gender. One time. Uh, yeah. Okay. It was a, uh, it was a thing. Make you feel like less of a person, but it was a well, thing. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's all I'm going to say, folks. Noted. But Sean, so. I appreciate you coming out. This is a long time coming. Yeah, Finally get, get this opportunity to sit and talk to you. You've got your new song, and I almost jacked the entire name of it up earlier. Uh, Road of Bones. Road of Bones. Road of Bones. Uh, and initially, you know, I was thinking about that song, Road and Bones. I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, but, uh, and look, Aunt Rose, we know it. You just got back from Kenya and learned a ton about elephants. Crazy Aunt Rose. Her, See, Sean, I could start a band for you. So her, okay. her son is like this amazing drummer named Clay, K-L, uh, Aunt Rose, I know I'm spelling it wrong, K-L-A-I, I think is how it is. And then uh, we could get you a second drummer, which is my buddy who's the current drummer for Black Fat Black Flag. Yeah, nice. Uh, we can get you hooked. So, I mean, and then, oh, and we got the guys from, um, what the heck's the, um, got it, I'm having a brain for it. But we get you, you know, punk rock band, all kinds of stuff, man. We get you. Right. But you don't need any of that because you've got a, your yeah. own song out. So let's play the song. I want to get into like how, like your writing process, how you yeah. got into music and all those things. But folks, we're going to, the debut on this show, it's not the debut anywhere, but it's the debut here. Sean Brown's Road of Bones. Dressing up, feeling dumb. I hope this don't last all night long. You ain't looking over here I thought I was such a good idea Heading down to the punk rock show And now we're just bad radio Don't you know I'm reaching out The world gone crazy Don't read my mind John, I jammed to it about five times The first time I heard, heard the song Um and I have to tell you, now, I don't know. I, I'm curious who people, you know, we all do this for whatever the reason yeah. is. You sound really like, and a very much like, but you know what it reminded me of? A very train vibe. Yeah. yeah. Do you yeah. get that often? or? Yeah. Or yeah. Well, I mean, the, 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 my story is long and, and arduous, but um, they, uh, it's one of the first, first national tours I was ever on was a, was a train tour. Really? Um, well, I'm a, I, I was telling you before we jumped on, I've lived in the Bay area a long, long time. And they're, they're sort of Bay area stalwarts. So we we're running in the same circles back in the, the early aughts. Um, so, Cody says you spell your name correctly. That's the only reason you're on the show. That's right. That is true. I, I've been told that. Aunt Rose said, so, so you, so they were actually a legit influence then on you and, and your music. Yeah, I don't know if they were like like a like any kind of direct line, um, but the I think there was like a certainly when I was coming up in the in the early days there there was like a there was this there was this Bay Area thing that was very like County Crows were were in Berkeley and they were sort of coming out of Berkeley. Uh, there was sort of this organic you know acoustic-y, cool like soul thing that was happening that 
Um, so like in that general sense, I would say, sure, it would be, you could put on train records and put on my records and go, there's pretty rel relative scenarios here. But I don't know if I ever was like, I mean, one, nobody can sing like Pat Monahan. So um, now he's, he's definitely got a, well, yeah, you, he's got pipes. Yeah. Well, you know what though? You bring up a great point because initially my first thought hearing you was a very much a, um, <clears throat> I heard counting crows and now you, yeah. you throw out train and thinking about them all being all of you guys in that same area. So during that time frame, that was an initial, that was the sound. That was the sound of the Bay area. There was a, there was a real thing happening um, in those days. And it was, it was kind of in the, in the water. Um, the, the, the Stephen Jenkins and third eye blind were, were around like two, they were sort of in this, it's kind of weird to think about now, but like, this was all the same pool yeah. of people. <laughs> um, so it was, it was a scene there for a sec. And then, you know, everybody gets picked off and signed and then no one's, no one's around anymore. But um, there was a thing, there was sort of this, this move towards sort of acoustic -y, organic, but very like pop friendly, radio friendly music. That was, was a lot of, a lot of us were doing it in those days. That's for sure. So now when you say those days, to yeah. me, that's 93, 94. Wh when did you really, you know? Yeah. Wh when when would you say, you know, we always hear the stories of, so I used this thing back in church. I, and I was in the choir. Yeah. I've always <laughs> had a voice. But really, when would you say, like, you were kind of like, nine to five is not going to cut it. Yeah. I need to, I, this is who I am. Yeah. My first, I was signed. Um, I was signed the first time in the year 2000. Okay. So I would have been working pretty hard, you know, 98, 99, like, you know, getting going ahead of sort of getting signed that first time and then having a release. I, my first release was 2000, in 2000. So, um, now, so right around that. that? Yeah. What was the first song that, that was released? Oh, uh, <laughs> the very first one was a song called Get In Line. Um, and it was off the, uh, my very first release was called the Bootney Lee EP. You cannot find it anywhere. It's not streaming. It's a, a, it might be on YouTube. I haven't looked because it, it, it was, uh, and it was this, always this running joke that we had. Cause I never, I never expected to get signed, but I had this, this bet with my buddies that like, if I ever did, I'm going to call it the Bootney Lee EP and no one's going to know what I'm talking about. Yeah. No. Cause I have no idea what yeah. that is. But it sounds yeah. Interesting. So, um, I'm relatively sure it's it's uh, on on Dr. Dre the Chronic. Uh, do you remember Dr. Dre the Chronic? There's the yeah. skits. There's like the skits in between. Yeah, absolutely. And then and it's like there's the there's the one about the swap meet. Yes. Um, and there and Booty Lee Farnsworth is is like <laughs> name checked in the skit, like like and, and it always just like and so it became like a runny joke uh, with a bunch of buddies. Just anyway, that like name, just, I don't know why it's stuck in our head. That's but, so uh, great. But you know what? You bring up a great point that we come from a generation of music yeah. where you might've been listening growing up to Counting Crows, Nirvana, yeah. the yeah. Dre, Dre and the Chronic, Easy e straight out of, you know, or NWA straight out of Compton. Those were probably all in your car at the exact For same sure. time. Yeah, yeah. There was no like, I'm Swifty. I'm in. <laughs> we didn't yeah. have that. We just were like, dude, that shit sounds cool. Did yeah. You, what, what was the, uh, God, I mean, we, we just heard it all and we just kind of yeah. ate it all up. Yeah. Well, it was a different thing too. Um, one, you know, this is like a, one of those like pivots where we could, we go down forever. But yeah. you know, the, there is something to be said about kind of the meta, like the the sort of meta uh, general verse that like everyone was living in the one thing, right? Like, right. like you listen to the same handful of radio stations, you the you watch the same TV shows because there's four channels. Um, whatever was on MTV was like the thing that, that everybody knew, and that was that was it. That was like your your main video, cons you know, consuming, and and so. You know, that was the, the norm then for us would have been like, well, whatever, I don't know. Snoop Dogg's coming on after Nirvana, which is coming on after the Pixies, which is coming on after the replacements, which is coming on after Genesis. I mean, you know, it yeah. was nuts back then, you know, 
like you and it was just normal for us um you had to discover me we had to discover music that was the best part you you went to for me being in baltimore you went to sound garden yeah, yeah. you went to record and tape trader yeah yeah uh, were the two locations in baltimore and you had to physically go there you go did they would, they would have a cd or something sitting at the counter that said new music release yeah or or you had to go hey the 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 true music geek the guy who was like let me explain this to you do you not understand like that that, dude uh, always knew what he was talking about too by the way knew it all that guy always nailed it yeah and they would tell you to go go listen but um black you know they're what's happening on this black friday well record 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 store day it's record store day yeah uh just curious and not not putting you on the spot you're gonna be playing anywhere you going anywhere you you got to that no um we uh we decided not to um do anything for the the whole holidays i have one i have one big show in portland left on the third um and that but that's like the last playing um but i was I, i'm 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 thinking about going and getting in line i mean it's uh, worth it like i my wife asked me what i wanted for christmas and i wanted a i want an old school you know stack stereo system oh yeah Yeah. i miss that yeah i'm with you i miss loading a hundred cds into a player disc changer and hit and shuffle i know i know magic it it was it was different like it wasn't like i like pandora like i get to hear what i want to hear but it's just not the same dude the, the stakes were high this is what i always say about about those years right the stakes were high because like throwing down 14 bucks on a CD or whatever was, was a gamble. It was a huge deal. You're like, okay, is it going to be this one? Or is it going to be that? Well, it's a huge choice. And sometimes you got it wrong. You know what I mean? Like oh sometimes you walked out of there and you threw that thing on. You're like, well, I'm stuck with it. I gotta, I gotta go deep with whatever the thing was. Um, and How that much was, you love was, the hidden track though? How no, much? Was, yeah. The so hidden 90s, track, yeah. Like the nineties, like, you would play that last song, and if that if that CD went to sixteen, oh yeah, just keep going. You're like, yes. you're like, you're like, there's a fucking hidden track. Yeah. There's a track I know it's in. And, and sometimes it was like track seventy nine or whatever. Right. It's just like, like Nirvana was notorious for track ninety nine. Oh yeah. Uh, yep. Here, here's a real throwback for you. Nine Inch Nails. Yep. Halos. Do you remember Nine Inch Nails Halos? Yeah. Um, that was their. That was their, they would have like, they would come out with a CD and it would only have like two or three tracks on it, like oh, yeah. an A side, B side type thing. But they would call them Halos and people would be like, Did you hear Nine Inch Nails dropped a new Halo? And people would go nuts for those things. Yeah. Cody yeah. says, My dad, my dad got all his old DJ stuff and CDs in the garage. Come in over, go nuts loading the CDs. I'm, Cody, I'm telling you, those were like, It was big. Cr- it was big. Like, <laughs> But That's you, why you had to go and you had to like you had to dig and you had to listen to the the dude the dude behind the counter. Oh, he knew it. Oh yeah, and, the guy nailed it. And that was the gamble. Like, man, I'm about oh. to jump. Like, I love this That's one. one we're playing. This yeah. One. Well, I love the whole thing. And then, but then there were some gems out out there that like you would get that because I don't think artists like I don't know. I'll ask this question as an artist and I'm, we're going to get into, and look folks, if you want to know what Sean's got going on, it's Sean spelled the proper way. S H A W N Brown music.com. You can see everything you've got going on. He's got his library on there. He's got his events and things that are happening, but, and we're going to get into your writing process. Cause I'm always curious of, of how writers processes work, but, um, what were some of for you? Do you do you remember anything that like you picked up that you were like, oh my god, I got this one before anybody else oh, yeah, knew yeah. who they were? Did oh, yeah. you have anybody like that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I had a I had like the cool artsy big brother who okay. had like a like cool artsy rocker friends. Um, and we lived in we lived in Seattle. Okay, um, yeah, so the- you're you're there. No, I mean, like we moved. I mean, this is the bummer. We okay. moved in 1990 to uh, to Boise, Idaho, which oh. is awesome. Like it was all cool, no, but like not. No, the timing was 
was rough. Oh. To be fair, um, in middle school, uh, my my big brother was sneaking me in to the clubs. I I would blow your mind with this. I show. can't even imagine I, what the club scene, dude. I mean. I mean People don't I like people talk a lot about, you know, it's like the, there's sort of this legendary thing about Seattle in the late 80s and the early 90s. But like, really, it was super small and you could go in like my brother would like kick the side door open and you'd like sneak in the show box or wherever. And you literally it's like, well, the bill is the screaming tree, Soundgarden and, and Tad or whatever, you know, and 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 there's 30 people in the show. And they're all in the other bands. You're but like, that's really what it was. It was this really small, cool thing. Um, so you you were tracking the bands. Like, you you know, if you were paying attention, you were, you were tracking all that stuff. So especially when I then, we then moved and I was in Boise, um, I was ahead of the... I thought you were ahead of, of, way ahead of the curve. Well, the big tidal wave that happened, it was like, no, I knew, you know, I knew. I know that guy. I knew all the bands. Yeah. Well, at least I'd seen them. Um, but I knew, you know, like I saw, I saw Mookie Blaylock play a show. Like, and many people say they were there and like saw Mookie Blaylock. But like, we were actually there. Like, we you, saw you were there. Program. Yeah. And like, they were still Mookie Blaylock, and they didn't sound great or whatever. But like. The but very before they were playing malls, before the the mall video popped out, yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. yeah, one, yeah. they're like in the the Sam Goody in a mall, like yeah. playing warehouse, warehouse. Oh, so music. see, like to me, brother, that is, and I never got to go like being in Baltimore. It was Hammerjacks, yeah, Steeltown, would have been right, yeah, like, yeah. Everybody would show up at Hammerjacks or Steeltown, like that was how we graded. Did you make it? Yeah, they're playing hammer jacks. Yeah, that was the line. you're playing, yeah. you're playing like the east coast live venue, yeah. which it's gone now, folks. If you want to go look up hammer jacks, you will find a place that fucking legends were built right on. Yeah, um, for me, the one was I can still remember ninth grade, Matt Hall sat next to me, still talked about. Uh, he's and he's a light and sound guy now, um. Matt Hall sat next to me and I was like, dude, did you hear this song on MTV? I think it's a, remember this is 1990. I think it's a war protest song, but the band is badass. And he's like, what do you mean? I was like, I don't know. They keep going bloody denial. And yeah, folks, that was Nirvana singing no denial and in smells like teen spirit. But I can still remember watching that video premiere and then being like, this is a world world premiere video, Nirvana, and thinking like, my life is different. Yeah. My life is so different now. Yeah. Like It was amazing. But yeah. now, so, so you're in this world. You've got, yeah. sounds like you got a great brother who's yeah, yeah. producing you to music, letting right. you go like, hey, man, this is our world right now. Before we know, we're, we're going to become potato farmers in Idaho. <laughs> um all I've this seen, I've never seen a potato field, by the way. Never. What? I've never seen one. It's not. It's not. It's not really what it's like. No. No. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they. I'm sure they're there. I mean, they, but they, I just they, never seen one. No. No. I mean, that kind of kind of ruins things for I know, me. Man. I mean, I like a potato. I, I like a. I like a, a, a French fry as much as the next. Good russet. Like a good russet, like everybody. Oh yeah, totally different. Yeah. But um. But you know, you're you've got all this. So where did you like there your first songs that you're writing? Yeah. And, and and creating your process. How did you start off creating your uh love it? Uh Josh says rede- redefining Idaho stereotype. Love it. Yeah. yeah, yeah Josh, yeah. I'm telling you, he's, he's changing world now. That's right, that's right. But um, so how did you create your writing process and do you ever look at it is and let me ask this it's a follow-up to it is is, yeah is it the same process today as it was when you started or how did it evolve yeah it's it's a that's a that's a good question i at first i just wanted so badly to do something like i just you know wanted to do music um and um i wasn't i mean my, my 
my angle was is always been a songwriter. Um, and from the very beginning, it was about songs and about songwriting. And it was, I would learn a, a chord a week and then on the guitar and then like try, like, all right, I'm going to a new song. Like, cool. I There's a whole another thing I can do because I, I now know another chord. And so I can integrate that into the other three that I know. <laughs> so now there can be four. Um, I just wanted to generate tunes. Um, and um, that was it. That like that was the beginning, middle, and end of the whole my whole process was just I just want to make stuff. Um, so I think that that headspace has always been the case, um, just as far as the way that I view whatever our, our potential as creative humans. Um, just like keep making stuff, whatever it is. Just like just, just keep go. doing it. Eventually you'll yeah. get to it. Yeah, and 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 so the it was a blind stab in the dark. At, at first um that ch has changed dr drastically over time um i mean I, I literally there was my career has been sort of broken into these big chapters but there was a middle chapter where i had come off of my um my artist deals and just became uh signed publishing deals in nashville and became a full just a full songwriter um like in publishing the way they do it in nashville which is a, like insane the way mm -hmm. like what that really is people would just be stunned as to like what that that process is um but i spent a chunk of time writing songs for other people co-writing with people just writing 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 um and then later on sort of circling back around to sort of my own songs and sort of be, being an artist again and sort of putting out records and things. But um, so as you can imagine, like the my process has been all, all different things um, always was changing. And then, the, you know, there's a, there's a version of it that exists now that's hopefully informed by all that experience, but um, super different than the beginning, which was like, I don't know. I'm just trying to put some words together um, and probably emulate, you know, there's a lot of emulating you know, favorite songwriters or favorite artists that you're always doing that at the beginning. Like I'm just trying to sound like so-and-so or if I play it like this, it's kind of like so-and-so. And, -so. and uh, if I kind of copy them or at least start off of copying them, then, um, you know, maybe that can grow into something a little bit more unique, but I'm I mean, everybody, everybody's, everybody's copying somebody. Oh, look, I, I'm a firm believer that the last original idea was the wheel. We've all just, been Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. You know, it stopped <laughs> totally. right there. We're yeah. all just stealing shit past there, but yeah, yeah. So, so in that process, you know, and it's interesting you brought up the the Nashville piece yeah. because it it really, you know, you hear it in different genres more than others, but I think that's the that Nashville music scene has the most. And, and correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, it seems that when you start to talk to people, there's more ghost writers. There's more people that are out there doing that yes. heavy writing for for these artists that get their name out oh yeah and that guy didn't do shit no 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 most of the time they don't they're not i mean they're also not it's not like people are trying to like pawn off like they did write the songs like it's not that right. doesn't happen um very often you just don't talk Nobody's about it on that you know um, i'm not going to tell you i wrote it i'm just not going to tell you i didn't either no yeah exactly yeah um I mean, unless you're Taylor Swift or somebody, it's obviously right. You know, they're writing, writing all around. Yep. But um, the, yeah, in Nashville specifically, there it's song. It's a songwriter town, and the songwriters you, you've never heard of any of them, but they no. they've written all the things. Um, and like, I, I'm seriously like on the 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 way it works there is, you have publishing deal. Um, which is like a like it ends up being like a nine to five job, and you essentially have your time booked throughout your day, um, in these these pockets, these co-write pockets, sort of like any other job where you're like, all right, I got an appointment, um, and it's a three hour block of co-write with so and so, um, which you know to most people that's like, all right, okay, I can kind of see that. What people don't know is on top of that, typically you are given a brief 
So you're given essentially, okay, so I got to, you and I got to co-write. Sean and Sean are co-writing. We're going to sit down. Like got thing. Um, and we get a, we get a, a brief. And the brief is uh, a mid-tempo song that's three and a half minutes long that involves a truck in the summer. Go. <laughs> and you're like, all right. Uh, all right. Let me think about this. All right. Uh, well, I'm riding down the road well, yeah. in my favorite pickup truck. So it is and a four like the, in the. So it's all formula, like, and that's really how it's done. Really? Like, that's how it works. They're the so it's a formula. They're giving. Um, they typically are giving the formula to the like handful of songwriters, and the same formula, right? Right. And then what ends up happening is the there's then a big pool of songs that that are coming from the same prompt. It's like a prompt in creative writing class, or whatever. Like write a thing about a pond. Wow. And a, and then, and then though you know that body of songs gets delivered to whatever label is pooling songs for whoever's album, right? So then, Blake Shelton goes, all right. Like they, then, then the artist team gets involved with like, okay, where's all the truck songs? <laughs> Rip, <laughs> or whatever. This is, like, this is absolutely mind-boggling. Yeah, this is yeah. That's that. So it's it's um it's it can be highly 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 formula, um, which is really impressive. Like the, the songwriters that make long careers just doing that are magicians. Um, but it's, it's like a, it's like a creativity in like solving problems. Like it's, it's, it's sort of, it's like song songwriting from country music is a little bit different. It's like you're, it's like you're moving pieces around, like with a map problem, trying to figure out like the truck's not here. The truck's over here. And then the beer goes here. And this like, you're, you're like, you're, wow. you're, you know, which is different than like sitting down with somebody and being like, you know, I had this thing on my mind um, or this thing happened to me that right. is, I've been doing a lot of thinking about. And I think there's a song here and we, you know, we sort of start from a, a sort of thoughtful, emotional prompt, like just between us. Right. Um, that's not really how it's done um, in the, the kind of big ticket Nashville machine. It's it's a lot of formula there, and people do it really, really well. And they are, again, the other thing people don't always realize about songwriting is like if you wrote it, you get paid. Okay, that um, was gonna be my next question. Yeah. Though. So yeah. even though in those situations where you said, you know, it's a nine to five, yeah. you sit down, we write, we, you know, you give me the formula, and yeah. I love the idea that it's a process driven, yeah, thing that it, it's it's you know we're just cranking these out as a process yeah. driven. So you you mentioned Blake Shelton. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, he's with Gwen Stefani. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, that's a, that's that's a wild a, one, right? Weird, that's a weird one, but know. fine. You know, B A N N N A. Yeah. That's all, all I can think of. And the naked drummer, um, because right. the drummer was always naked. Yeah. Uh, back I think to the I think it was Adrian, Adrian something, something, but I just remember he was always naked. Yeah. Um, but so how does, and I, you know, getting behind the, the curtain here for a minute. So, yeah. John Brown's song gets picked. Yep. Is it, are you getting points off of this? No. It, like, like yes. you have to negotiate that beforehand. No. Like, no. or is it like a set process? Like, yeah. Hey, no, folks, you don't know what points are. Points are a percentage off. Yeah. Of the I mean, it starts, it sort of starts the other way. It starts with um, like, you own all of it. Like if you wrote it, you own it. Okay. And then there might be some negotiation that then happens where you you negotiate some of your your points away like you're because essentially like you all you you own all the points like they're not they're not anybody else's points but mine gotcha if you wrote it it's you right and so you're the you are exclusively making all the money artist is making zero dollars the artist that's singing your song that you wrote they're making zero dollars off the song okay now they're Huge Merch. concerts, the you know, right. there's a lot of there's a lot of other line items in the finances that they're they're making good. all kinds of money. But like, as far as like the song that's on the radio that's getting spun or whatever, that is the songwriter's money, hundred percent. Whoever wrote it is making that. Now, you might again, might along the way, and this happens often, um, and happened to me multiple times, where you. You, once you get in, like you're going to make somebody's album, like mm -hmm. 
because that's the whole thing. It's like you're just trying to make make a cut. You're trying to make a make an album. Just track eleven on whoever's at. Like I'm, you're just trying to make it right. I'm there. Yeah, yeah. You're just trying to get a spot, right? And then once that happens, that sets in motion, um, oftentimes a bit of a uh, a negotiation around um, opportunities for the next album. And so you might give, you know, you, you there's ways in which you start to give some of your points away um, okay. for like future consideration. I and mean, there's a lot of things that happen. That's your negotiation powers is your. That's it. Yeah. That. Yeah. And and so, you know, you 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 don't tip, you know, you don't always end up keeping your end. Um, and there's also you mentioned the ghostwriting thing. And this was right. very much me where. um if you go that route, you, you vanish. So if you go the ghostwriter route, you essentially, um, you get paid out. Like, like you get, you get like written a check. Okay. And you're gone. Like, and so then, so it's like, it's all legal, da, 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 da. but like, you're essentially like paid out in advance and then you, you're, you vanish from the credits. Oh, so do your so points like, go away at that point? Yeah. Yeah. You got so you walk with whatever that check was, and then you and you're, you know, it's cool. Like everybody's trying to make a living, but like then that song is a huge hit or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like that's what kind of stuff drives you crazy. Um, because you're you're now not you gave it all up, right? You you took your money up front and then um it happens often. It happens often. There's also um guys that will come in um um and um not just guys but i, I understand fabulous it's fabulous a, women fabulous women a, do this it's a general tone bro yeah everybody not yeah, saying yeah. anything sexist guy i refer to my my daughters as and my sons all in the same things they say hey look guys yeah yeah guys yeah yeah Every, yeah uh there's wildly talented people of all genders um uh doing this but you would do you also can have this role that no one even knows about that's like uh you're not even a ghostwriter, but you kind of come in and like smooth it, smooth out the thing. Okay, like, let's like, take the like rough out fresh of ears. Ball. Like fresh ears, you come in, you're sort of kind of like what a producer does is like been doing the whole time through the whole recording process, but you kind of come in in like the seventh inning and you like give it a fresh, like you're the closer. Yeah, it's sort of like that. And you're like, man, I don't know. You have, or you have some new ideas. You might, something might stick out to you. Um, and you kind of come in and close. And then you get you um, you just try to get paid out for that. Like that's just like a like a, there's like a standard, um, like just a every, fee. That's like yeah, like yeah, yeah. We're like an hourly fee. Kind yeah, of you bit. sort of get you yeah, you sort of get dished um, on that, and you got you know there's no points or anything uh, like that if you're. Um, so there's, there's a lot of a lot of times that's there's a lot that, of like cooks in the kitchen. No, I had no idea. So so. Bringing that back to though, you know, Road of Bones yeah. and, and this new album, and, and I saw some of the names of people you've worked oh, with yeah, and wrote yeah. with. I yeah, mean, yeah. incredible names. I mean, yeah, yeah. don't be afraid to name drop. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't be afraid to name drop. Yeah. I appreciate it. Please send them my contact information. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So, you know, moving into Road of Bones, you you're you leave that whole Nashville scene. You're back on the on the left coast. Yeah, you're you know, you're you're now in uh, keeping it weird in Portland, Portlandia, like all those things. And I've talked to some folks. They said it's not far off. Like Portlandia is not far off. It's great. It's great. I love it. I see. I'm that guy. I'm I'm completely. I'm the guy that they look at and they go, ah, white guy with with a beard, 20 years in the Marine Corps. We hate you. I'm like, I love you guys. Yeah. I like you. You have no idea who I am. They're like. You're yeah. supposed to not like us and be anti everything we oh, are. Like, yeah. You don't know who I am. Yeah, yeah. Ah, you don't know this guy. Yeah, right. But so, so now you're you're out there. What yeah. prompted Road of Bones and and for you to say, hey, you know what? I'm going back out. I'm going to start this all over again. Yeah, and get at it again. Yeah, it was a cool. It's been a really cool organic thing because um, essentially, right before the pandemic. Um, gets gets rolling and we we go you know the lockdown march the kind of march st patrick's day lying in the sand you know that happened right um 
I had that winter. Um, I was living, I was living in the Bay area still. Um, I had like started to play shows again. So I had like kind of put my, I always had this uh, really awesome, um, trio that was kind of my main trio that I did so much touring with over the years. Whenever I kind of put that back together and we were kind of testing the waters, just playing for just like really for fun. Um, cause it just sounded fun finally to, mm-hmm. you know, go back and play again. Um, so kind of got the, got everything going, got everything revved up and then, you know, everything shuts down, um, and you cancel all your dates and that, you know, that's all kind of over, but, but, part of what ended up happening for me was um, I just started thinking about music. Like I, I just was in the headspace now. It was like, Oh no, like you, it's like getting wound up, you know, you kind of wind up the toy and then set them off. It's like, I, I was going like I was all right. My headspace was going, I was feeling creative. Obviously we were doing a lot of sitting around uh, at home, you know, during those long stretches of lockdown. And um, I just started writing. Um, just went all in. Yeah, I just was I just was writing. I I didn't have anything else to do really, right? Um so did a bunch of writing and then um you know, I had a really really good friend, a uh, Brazilian bass player named Rafa Lima. He's just a great great buddy. Um he w- you know, I was sort of sharing what I was doing kind of tentatively like, "Yeah, I've been writing, but like you know, sh- like I you know, I'm just messing around, I'm just playing." I'm but I really did want to know if you thought any of it was good. Um, and he liked a lot of what he heard. And then it, you know, essentially long story short, we started this project, um, that involved all these heavy hitters. Okay. Um, because, and most of it is, um, it's essentially, um, Rafa Lima, uh, is best friends with Greco Parado, who's a, this amazing guitar player. Um, and he's essentially, essentially, um, the the musical director for Shakira. So Shakira, Shakira. Yeah, right. So and all those musicians are just sitting at home doing nothing because it's the pandemic. And right. all those musicians have their studios up. They're like they've they've because you gotta make money somehow. Like everybody's right. got their home studios up. They're ready, you know, everybody's sitting around like give me something to play. So we seized that opportunity and just started to make songs. Um and it started with um there's a the first ep that came out was called the angel of oakland ep that came out first that then grew into um the rain parade ep which um then i sort of got signed on that and then that like that's out on vinyl and that's you kind of see the rain parade out a lot um which then has moved into road of bones um is sort of the next song um it's not on the rain parade, but it's sort of the next one that I I never actually released just a standalone single before. So we're like, man, let's try it. Go for um, it. Well, I, brother, I'm at sidebar wrote a bones. Yeah. It's so catchy. Yeah. 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 It, yeah. it, it had, you know, and I don't give a shit what anyone says. I still believe in where those artists have said, like, I am a sellout and I'd like to sell out every arena. Oh, yeah. ever yeah, in. Yeah. You know, those people are like, I can't believe you. Yeah. yeah. Ah, stupid. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know anything about that. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I believe, I mean, for me, I just want to like do good work and I want to do good, like work that I like. Right. And if I like it or, or the people I'm working with like it, um, that's a great, you know, I'm, I'm having a great time. I mean, that's, that's the thing about just making stuff. Like people don't, you know, I, I talk about this a lot um, when I'm talking about my music and I'm also, you know, I'm doing a lot of conversations right now because I just, I released a new book um on uh, november 7th my first now, book. now the book is we were, i wanted to get into that too so yeah, yeah. the book is uh it's, it's called we almost are um it's out on uh um ember's arts press and it's um it's kind of like a it's like narrative it's like very narrative poetry um really when you really whittle it down i don't um, know what narrative poetry is it's like really short stories okay the <laughs> basically um like i'm a a poe guy so yeah there you go Um, i would think poe is short story poetry yeah yeah this is like eight lines a page short every page is eight lines so it's like a polaroid picture uh like in with words on every page um so regardless um 
it's just got me thinking about this a lot because I'm I'm doing so much talking about the book. But the for me, ninety nine point nine percent of your time is is like spent in the making, the like making stuff part. Mm-hmm. A little tiny percent of the time is like delivering the thing and like here's the thing or talking about the completed thing or whatever it is. It's like most of your life is the making, like the process of making, like you're just making stuff. Like, and so most of our experience is that time, like that time frame. And so if we're going to spend the vast majority of our time just in the making, then like that should be fun. Absolutely. (laughs) And we should, and we should, uh, in theory, uh, program ourselves or kind of be on ourselves to like be aware that like, this is really fun. I'm doing like, not thinking ahead to the goal, not trying to finish, not all the, you know, thinking ahead stuff, goal setting stuff, but like literally 99. Enjoy the moment that you're in and the process that you're, that you're in with. Yeah. Like just like make cool stuff. I don't know who's going to hear it. I don't know who's going to read it. I don't know. Like, but, and sometimes people hear my stuff. Sometimes people don't. Sometimes people like, I don't have any control over that, but most of my life, if we're talking about literally like my breathing hours is like like making fun cool stuff or like trying to make people laugh or whatever it is right now and and um you know i I don't know i think there's something really important about like positioning ourselves or remembering that like oh yeah the thing that i'm doing right now is really fun and um i don't have to worry about when i'm going to finish it or who's going to read it or what like just enjoy the time, enjoy the process. Just make it. Yeah, make it. I don't know if it's going to be any good. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Um, so, I, I, you know, that's a that becomes a really big key. And, and Road of Bones was the same. I mean, this whole project, it sort of looks like there's like there's like this EP and there's this EP. In the, but it's really all been one long, you know, couple of years process. All the same players, you know it's all the same great musicians are playing on everything. So it's sort of, for me, it's really just one big long. Well, the thing. sound, the sounds amazing. I mean, Oh, I appreciate it. Yeah. And we're, we're getting close to closing the bar up here yeah. soon. I mean, I mean, Sean, you and I, I it's the Sean and Sean show. Yeah. We, we just, just talk. It. We just, just keep going. this shit out. But I mean, so, so as you're going through the process and, and yeah. there's so many things and look folks, if Sean seems like a fairly approachable guy to myself, um, I think you're, are you drinking a white claw? You're not drinking a white claw, are you? This wasn't a white claw. What is it? it? It's the, uh, it's the like CBD water. <laughs> okay. We're good then. As long yeah. as it wasn't white claw. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and Nate, Nate beat me to the punch. I was waiting. I was trying to figure out where the hell he was at. You know, he always has to show up. My buddy, Nate, who oh, nice. is the worst fantasy football picker in the world. Oh. He's, you know, he always picks his first two picks are always, or first three picks are always kickers. Like he picks three kickers in a row in round one, two, and three. I don't know why he does that. In a moment, he's going to bitch and be like, I don't fucking do that. <laughs> but, you got a good kicker. I mean, I get that. Part. I, I mean, I get it. They, they win games. Yeah. But Nate, Nate has a question for you before. Oh, yeah. I, let's get this out of the way. This is an important, because I was going to ask you if there was like, uh, where's it at? There it is. See, what did I tell you? What did I tell you, Sean? So full of crap. Oh, yeah. See, well, you called it. Yeah. So, but Nate wants to know, do you have a celebration dish? So like, you write a song or you yes. finish a show. Yeah. Is there like, hey, I've got I've got to go here. I've got to go. I've got to have this. Is there anything like that for you? Um. No, no. It's um. typically it's um. It, there's a there's a cigar and whiskey ritual okay um what, what's your what's your your whiskey of choice i mean i'm a i i'm a i'm a big red breast guy um the irish whiskey oh get never on. had that do, i mean do you like irish whiskey i i do um i i'm not a, i'm not a jameson's uh kind yeah. of guy i i don't mind telemar do i did have a jameson's not long ago um it wasn't it wasn't barrel it wasn't yeah. barrel strength it was uh something cask or something like that yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that wasn't bad blend. but, but yeah. i mean um I'm, oh, there I'm you a, go yeah i'm yeah. a bourbon guy bourbon and really love rise i would love Fair a enough. rye heaven's hill like have you ever had heaven's hill no highly recommend this but yeah, go ahead no, so, no, so, so a cigar any particular brand of cigar no i mean the illegal kind <laughs> the, the, <B-label. laughs> 
the 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 the, the, the loaded variety that were smuggled into the country somehow. Oh. Um, I like Monte Cristos. I'm oh, a Monte yeah. Cristo guy. It's mean, hard to go wrong. Yeah. yeah. You know, you, you can't Monte Monte Cristo and a, and a good uh, whiskey or bourbon. I mean, it's a red breast. I have to look. I have to see if yeah, the local place out. does that. Yeah, check it out. There, it's um, there's a there now. It's old enough where they've they've got some their their established years. Gotcha. Um, it's like there's like twelve, and there's fifteen, and there's twenty one. Um, and and the twenty one is actually the worst. Really? Uh, yeah, I think the fifteen is the is the best, but even the twelve, I think, is fantastic. Um, they're actually related. It actually was. Um, it was like some of the 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 Jameson crew moved over. Like, well, they were like, well, "I'm just gonna do this thing over here. Hopefully, no one will notice." Like, I'm just gonna make you know, had an idea. I'm just gonna make this thing over here. So it's like a, um, at least originally, it was like a just like a side indie. project. Yeah, it was like an indie rock, you know, off the major label, you know, side project. Um, this, this was Temple of the Dog. Yeah, totally Temple of the Dog. Yeah, yeah. Temple of the Dog version. And Got then it. it's you know, then it becomes a hit, and you know, sells I millions. I, I'm I'm down with that. I so yeah. for us out here in the Albany region, it's New Scotland Spirits. Oh yeah, right on. This is absolutely empty, but uh, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. they they're in the Heidelberg. Helderberg Mountains oh, and cool. all their stuff comes local and they were actually sued by the country of Scotland because they yeah. they because they were new they were new Scotland uh distillery at yeah. first and they made scotch and you can't like Kentucky yeah, Kentucky yeah, it doesn't work yeah and they got sued so they yeah. just like fine we'll change thank you for the publicity and <laughs> we'll be new Scotland spirits yeah. and we'll make a malt yeah and uh but they make an amazing rye because oh, now in new york we have uh empire rise so okay. rye is a new york grain and we they make their own here in new york called an empire rye right on. so that's i can talk about all this shit food yeah. liquor yeah, cigars yeah yeah music. so i mean sean you've got so much going on i do want to ask this because we're getting to the end and i think yeah. this is an important question to ask because there's so many people out there that are going to, you know, that they're going to grab a hold of this. They're going to see, okay, so this is how he wrote songs. This is how they're oh, yeah. writing songs in Nashville. Yeah. What are some of the, like, give me like two, no more than three, like pitfalls of that world. Yeah. When it comes to that contract and that element that you would yeah. tell somebody that was like, I'm going to go be the next big songwriter. Or yeah. What would you tell them? Like, Hey, Watch for this, this, and this. Yeah, I I think I if you can write, um, there there's a people aren't actually very good at it, right? So, in other words, if you have some ability and you have some interest in it, and 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 practice and write, you know, you're really in the groove. You're a writer. You you're constantly in your process and improving. Um, don't let anybody sort of jump in and interrupt that because the what ends up happening is we're talking about all the formulaic writing and everything that can happen. It's like that. The good songs and the great songs rarely come out of that. Um, you know, that's not real. Like if you if you go look at the the great songs, the hit songs. The, you know things like that even in nashville pop music is similar it's a lot of songwriters kind of pumping out pop music too um the good songs were still the ones that the songwriters were shit-faced on friday sitting out the back you know totally just messing around and came up with a thing and luckily somebody had a could work their phone memo on their iPhone and they captured some of it. And you know what I mean? Like that's still the, that's still that's the, the real way that stuff. Um, so I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of, there's a lot of noise that gets in the way of just being the unique voice, uh, literally the voice, but also like the, the lyrical voice, the writer voice that everyone is. And the, I think the, for me anyway, the less you're paying attention to um, and letting that influence whatever you want to do, whatever the stuff you want to make, the better. Um, 
So you, so another contract? way of saying just like do do your thing. Do, do you boo? Yeah. Now, do it. now what about in the contract piece when they start coming to you? You know, and, and we always see it in the movies. They're like, yeah, hey, sign right here. Don't worry about yeah, it, son. Yeah, You'll yeah. love everything about it. Yeah, we'll yeah. go ahead and get you the big house. Don't yeah. don't worry about any of that. Yeah, any of that that you would say. Uh, hey, you 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 do you do nothing without a good lawyer. That's my get a good lawyer. Yeah, do you do nothing? Nothing. Don't even consider nope. anything they put in front of you. Don't you, you don't take a meeting. You don't take a meeting. Oh, don't even take a meeting. No, 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 no. Nothing. Sound like a man that's been there and done that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trust me, I know. Well, well you just you you uh, you know, yeah. You gotta you gotta handle your own end, and and no one is gonna want to you know do that for you. In other words, so you're you you kind of have to you have to do your own protecting of your own thing. Um, yeah, it makes sense though. Yeah. So that's just, and that's why so many young bands and so many young writers, you know, are renegotiating later after having sold literally millions of copies of the record and they've not made a single dollar yet. Um, that happens all the time. Um, regularly because they're just, you know, I mean, you, you hear it over and over again, like, well, they got a bit, they had a bad deal. They got a bad deal. They got taken advantage of. And like, yes, everyone gets taken advantage of in that business. Right. Um, that's the nature of the business. More. If you don't, if you don't pay attention to what you're doing. Well, and these days, these days it's even worse, right? Because there's no way to really make money um, on I your on that. your music, right? Like your music as an as an entity is is basically free now, right? So there's the pie, you know, the way the pie used to get chopped up on a fifteen ninety nine CD or whatever. That's a much different financial model than like free, you know, <laughs> like um, which What's is kind of how it is now. So. So, so the deals are even worse now. And you essentially, we we're talking earlier about like, you know, you wrote it, you own it. You're the, you know, the publishing is the value, right? If you wrote the song or you were a part of writing the song, that that's the only valued piece in the whole financial thing. And they'll come, they're going to come after that because it's the, it's, it's the, the money. Only, like money. Yeah. Yeah. I just learned that recently from another guest we had who was yeah. like, you have to have something like 30,000 downloads to equal one CD. Oh, dude. Yeah. It's I have a song. My, uh, my song. Um, I've got a song. Uh, Angel of Oakland, I think, is the song. If you look up on Spotify, it's, I don't know, 400,000, 500,000. I don't know. But, I mean. You've seen 50 bucks off of it. I, yeah, I don't know. A couple hundred bucks, maybe. I, I don't even know. I, I don't. I, my accountant could tell you. But, like, I the, certainly it's 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 percentages of a cent Absolutely. if you're really talking about like listens on spotify or on digital or whatever it's literally percentages of it that's opinion. that's insane to me yeah that's wild right? that so don't that we, give that away writers keep hang on to your publishing so it sounds to me like really from from that standpoint you know yes. being a writer yeah it has more value than and look, I got it. The biggest names out there, they're making crazy money, but sure. you know, being that writer carries a different value than yeah. we really under understand. For sure. Yeah. It's, I mean, yes. And the biggest artists out there for the most part, not, not coincidence are also songwriters. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense because they're, they're controlling their own destiny. Yeah. Look, folks, I mean, Sean's got check out SeanBrownMusic.com and it's spelled the proper way. S-H-A-W-N. Uh, if you're a Sean, that makes perfect sense to you. We're, <laughs> we're Shawan not seen. Make sure you're you're checking him out. SeanBrownMusic.com. Download his song about an extra million times for him. He will <laughs> he will he will appreciate that in every bit. Uh I say this every week. If you're finding me through Sean or Sean, Sean through Sean or Sean through Sean. Mm -hmm. Look at that. That makes life easier for me. Make sure you're taking a moment. You give us each a five-star rating, whatever you we're on. If this, you know, go on to Apple, go on to Spotify, follow our, follow his music, follow my podcast. It may sound cliche, but listen to me, folks. That's how we get known. That's how these algorithms work. That's how this mm -hmm. process goes. We're on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, uh, X, formerly Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, uh, you name it, social media wise, I'm on everything. So make sure you're giving that like, you know, if you're one of one of my guests, we're one of the people that have watched and gave us hearts and stars, 
you have no idea how much it means to me to take that moment, how much it means to the other Sean that's on here to take that moment and to listen to our stuff and give that rating. It truly, truly matters to each of us. Now, now, Sean, before I let you go and don't log yeah. off right after we got to talk for just a minute. Yeah. Um, and I know like Nate could tell me how many this is up to. It's like 209 or 210. I, I, I get confused. Uh, and I know you've binge watched all the episodes, listening totally. to them for oh, yeah. months on end so that you yep. could be fully prepared for this moment yep. coming up. Yep. So we always ask the guests to give the final word. So, Sean, what is the final word? Uh, make stuff. Alrighty, folks, be sure to push your stool in. This has been a Second Front podcast presentation found on Apple, Spotify, and wherever podcasts can be found. 